Well, let's get into it. We are back, everybody. Welcome back to the FPL Addicts podcast. Game week 12 preview show today after a long-winded international break. It's felt like ages, but we are back and we are powered by Esports Live and sponsored by Bonus Bank as per usual. As I've said, it's amazing to be back. You know, the international duty felt like it went for ages. But, uh, you know, thank you to Ollie who sort of stepped in uh, for the past couple of weeks and did a good job just while I was getting back to my, uh, my full fitness. So, you know, hats off to you, mate, and thank you very much. But, you know, we're back. So make sure that, you're, you know, you're looking at the YouTube. The Guru's already put out his team selection this week. Um, if you haven't already looked at that, make sure you do. He's got some crackers in there. And, um, you know, it's always worth a listen. So make sure you're on the YouTube looking at the playlist. He's got the Scout 11 still to come and everything like that. So it's very, very important that you're following along on there. But wherever you are, make sure you leave a like and comment anything if you can, just because it will really help us and we can find more people that love FPL just as you do. But we're here for Game Week 12. Guru, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Looking forward to uh, to game week twelve, and just can't. Great, thanks, everyone. Sorry about that. I've, uh, I was muted. I'm just getting used to this space and uh, and pod at the same time. But um, yeah, can't wait for game week twelve. Obviously, the international break's been a uh, bit of a drag. It's taking its time. So um, yeah, looking forward to uh, to getting back into the the Premier League this weekend. Yeah, and I think, you know, we'll get right into it. Instead of reviewing maybe the Premier League results, you know, just from the top of your head, I know what the guru is going to say is, you know, his results of the of the international break so far. He's definitely going to go straight to England and straight to Harry Kane. But just how good has he been for the three Lions in the past week, Guru? Yeah, he's been good. Look, you know, obviously the opposition's not the best. Um, but, you know, you can only beat what's in front of you. And, uh, you know, strikers live off, off goals and confidence and... Uh, yeah, I'm buzzing that, that Harry Kane's got those goals. He's getting closer to Rooney's record. Um, and it's exciting times for, for FPL managers that own Kane or want to bring Harry Kane in. Yeah, it certainly, certainly is. And Jack, your man, Harry Maguire, shutting up the critics with his header. Um, you know, is, is all the tone for one goal, one goal in an England shirt. And, you know, his poor season's right behind him now, isn't it? Of course. Uh, no, obviously it was good for, it was good for Harry Maguire. And I think what like Keno did is... He hasn't been good, has he, for um, for United the last few weeks? Everyone knows. I'm still a bit confused though, because he's meant to be unfit, and yet he's playing. You know, he's played for England and he's performed well there. Um, I would have preferred if he'd stayed at home with you know the likes of Rashford and rested up and got himself in a good you know in a good state, ready ready to concentrate for the, these next ten games. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one to see how, you know, Man United can hit the ground running. Obviously, Ronaldo will be returning. Not sure if he's going to qualify for his last ever World Cup, what he said. So it's going to be an interesting one. But you're going to expect that Portugal are going to make their way through. Oli, I'll go to you. And I'm not going to ask you about Alexander Mitrovic, despite I know how much you love him. He's not in FPL, so he's not relevant to what we're saying. But Stevie Bergwijn, goal and an assist for the Netherlands, getting them through to the World Cup, their 2-0 win over Norway. You know, is he one to keep your eye on maybe under Conte? Um, I don't think he'd be front of mind. I've looked at Tottenham assets all week. Um, I'm more in the defence. I'm more in the likes of Regulon and um, Emerson Royal, possibly the, the shouts that, that, that Dan will love as outside shouts. Uh, but I think the main ones are, are Kane and Son. And if you're going to triple upon Tottenham assets, I wouldn't be having Bergwijn as an option for one of them because it just takes up that slot. But, you know, he's done really well for the Netherlands. Netherlands qualifying for, for the World Cup, obviously. The absence there in uh, 2018. Obviously, Van Dijk, he's sort of full-time. You know, it was a later when he qualified for his first ever international tournament. So, look, he's a decent player, a great player, but not one for FPL, I don't think. Yeah, I definitely think it's worth just waiting off and seeing. He's had one good game. Um, you know, we haven't really seen too much of him in a Spurs shirt so far. So, just got to hold off and wait on that one. Reedy, Liverpool have been hit by injuries this international break. I don't even want to go into it too much because I don't want to upset you too much. But a lot of injuries, a lot of yellow flags, red flags coming back to the Liverpool training camp, isn't there? Thanks, Elliot. Yeah, good to be back. And um, it is kind of true what you say. There are a few injuries knocking about. Um, not as bad as once, once, uh, well, as first feared, if you like. Uh, you know, Robbo might actually might actually be okay. Mane uh, just uh, just coming off early with a bit of a rib situation, so he, he's looking okay as well. Um, but you know, that midfield area is looking a bit thin at the moment for us. Um, we've got a big game coming up against Arsenal, so. We are going to need as many of those players as possible. 
Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, we haven't really had too much time to digest the new managers, but there is four new appointments um, just, you know, in that short space of time that we've had, including the, the one and only Eddie Howe to Newcastle United, my team. Delighted with the appointment. Think he's going to get on really well. Guru, you know, you were sharing pretty much the same thoughts as me, weren't you? You think he's going to, you know, probably get the most out of this side and, you know, be one to take us forward? Yeah, I think he's a great appointment uh, for Newcastle. Really excited about Eddie Howe. You know, he's already got Wilson there. He's got Ryan Fraser there. I know it didn't end too well for Ryan Fraser at the end of his time at Bournemouth, but you know, I think Eddie Howe will look to both of those players get that combination back. Um, that really excites me. You know, people like Joe Willock might start to come back on my radar as well. Um, so yeah, Eddie Howe's um, yeah, he's going to do wonders at Newcastle, I think. And then in January, you know, he's going to get a bit of money you know, as long as he doesn't buy um, you know some of the types of players he bought at Bournemouth towards the end. Um, but yeah, I, I think he'll be brilliant. I love Eddie Howe. Uh, love his football. I love his philosophy. And um, yeah, I think um, I think Newcastle have got a gem there. Yeah, look, agreed. As long as he's not bringing Dominic Solanke through the door, then he's got Michael back in. That, that's the only one they there. They definitely overpaid with him. Liverpool robbed them blind. So as long as it's not him, um, he's definitely got my full support. And there is a fair bit of work to do with this Newcastle side. So it's not going to be instant, obviously. But, you know, a nice home fixture against Brentford on the weekend. You know, the three o'clock kickoffs in England. So there's any game that can get him that, that new manager bounce. I think that's going to be one. And I think the stadium is going to be absolutely rocking for him. That's going to be interesting. Ollie, what do you think of the appointment there, Eddie Howe? Good one? Bad one from Newcastle? Uh, great appointment. Obviously, you know, he's had relegation scraps before with Bournemouth, so, you know, he's, he knows his way around the traps. Uh, good manager. Obviously, he's got a lot of the former players that he's worked with. Obviously, we had the whole, the whole Richie to Bournemouth thing that was, you know, popular a few years ago with Andy Carroll. It's sort of becoming true now, isn't it? With, um, you know, he's actually moved to, to Newcastle himself now as, as the gaffer. But, look, it's a good appointment. I think he'll do well with Newcastle. I actually said on an earlier space today that um, I think Newcastle will win their first game of the season at the weekend. I think we just we saw what happened after the takeover and how much the fans got around them and and whatnot. So when you know, obviously when Wilson scored a couple of minutes in, you were watching the game, Elliot. You could just hear you know the Gallagher end going absolutely mental. Um, and if he scores again at the weekend, and I mean I'm hoping he does, which is something we'll go on to later. But um, yeah, I hope, you know, hopefully for, for Newcastle, just as a football fan, you know how much that club has been stripped of any sort of hope. So, uh, so let's see. Uh, I think it's a good appointment, but I suppose we'll see in May if they're in the, in the division or not. Exactly. He's talked the talk so far. You know, he's done all the interviews and everything. He's made us fans very happy. All he's got to do now is back it up on the pitch and, you know, it'll be a, a very good future for us, I think. But um, the second one that we want to talk about, and really I'll go to you because he is your man. It's Steven Gerrard to Aston Villa. What an appointment that is. Yeah, it's, uh, it is a brilliant appointment. A man who's a, who's a leader or, or was a, a leader on the pitch, certainly. It's a great appointment for them and I think he's uh, he's looking forward to getting his uh, his teeth stuck into that job. And uh, Villa need it at the moment. So the, 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 the form has been uh, poor for the, for the players they've got anyway. Um, yeah, they've not got the cash injection that Newcastle are looking to have in the future, but um, it's exciting. Yeah, we've got these bunch of new managers in, and Steven Gerrard is, is is someone that everyone knows about. Big name, big name. Um, you know, for Liverpool, but uh, he's got a big big task on at Villa, which I'm sure, I'm sure, I think uh, they're going to hit the ground running personally. Um, but yeah, we'll, just like with Eddie Howe at Newcastle, we'll, we'll obviously see how they go. Yeah, and I saw some things where people were saying that, you know, it's a step down from Rangers to Aston Villa. I know where I sit on that, and I think that's an absolutely stupid claim. But, Reedy, surely it's not a step down to go to from Rangers to Aston Villa. Uh, they're both iconic clubs. Uh, there's no two ways about that. And uh, I, th I think when people do refer to that, it's maybe uh, maybe a case of uh, the league, more more the league, and, and that, that sort of challenge. You know, everyone sees the Scottish League not being as as competitive, as difficult as, as the Premier League is. And, you know, no disrespect to the Scottish League, but that's just the way the way it kind of is. Um, so I think I think it's it might be a step down in one, step, in one sort of aspect, but it's certainly, you know, the challenge definitely doesn't differ in that, in, you know, in that sort of regard. Yeah, absolutely. And Jack, you've got the, the exciting appointment, Dean Smith to Norwich. You know, he booted out of Aston Villa, found himself in the Norwich job in just a couple of days afterwards. So, you know, is it is it really that exciting for the Canaries or is it just sort of, you know, one that's going to get them promoted again from the Championship next season? Or, you know, does he have it in him to keep them up this season? 
Yeah, it's definitely not an exciting one, is it? I think um, we were chatting a couple of weeks ago um, at the Guru. Well, I think it was with the Guru and Ollie, and we were saying which manager might be sacked first. I was going. Uh, I'll say I thought Farker would go first, and then I thought I thought Dean, Dean Smith had more credit in the bank at Aston Villa. To be fair, he's done a good job, and he's just obviously struggled this season integrating a new new transfers in there. But him going to Quinton Norwich. I mean, the only thing I see has got going for him is his next couple of fixtures. He's got Southampton and Wolves at home. Obviously, they've got your Newcastle away, which would be kind of a, a good test for Eddie Howe, because obviously everyone else has smashed Norwich this season. So if Eddie Howe can smash him, it would be a good test. Uh, Dean Smith, can he do it short term? Don't know. Uh, you know, a January transfer window as well isn't that attractive when you when they've got the um, you know kind of the poorest club in the Premier League. Um, but going into the Championship, if you, when they do find their way there, ultimately, which I think they will. Is he a good option to have in there? Absolutely. He's, he works wonders with Aston Villa to settle that club and bring them back up. Um, so, yeah, it'd be quite exciting, especially if he retains some of the kind of the, you know, the exciting players they've got in there. They can keep all the Pookie in the championship. If they can, you know, Todd Cantwell, when he comes back in, if they can keep hold of him as well. They've got they've got good options, haven't they? And they've, they've done well. You know, Farker did well with two promotions with that, that squad, um, but just don't seem to be uh, Premier League quality. And Ollie, obviously, it looks like you know, Blackburn obviously aren't going to get promoted again this season because they are Blackburn. They'll inevitably find a way to bottle it. So does it scare you that you're going to be playing Dean Smith and Norwich, uh, you know, home and away next season? Oh, it's not bottling it from a Roma's point of view if we don't go up. That's like, it's not like we're expected to go up. Oh, mate, honestly. Um, but, it, you know, it, Norwich are a championship cheat code. I hate Norwich in the championship because they just seem to go up every single season. But, Look, it's going to be, they're probably going to go down. I don't think Dean Smith will keep them up. I mean, he probably has the capabilities to. Um, obviously, he had to do it with Villa. He had to take Villa up and then keep them up, and he did that. Will it be that he might be next season that he might have to do that? Um, you know, he might have to do, then have them go down and then take them back up and keep them up. So it might be a long process, you know, going a few more seasons. But look, it's an interesting appointment. You know, he knows his way around both relegation battles and promotion pushes. So. I actually think it's a really good appointment for for Norwich, but I suppose again we can't really judge it now because he's not had a game to manage. But we'll see in a few months' time. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, just before we move on to the final manager, just a reminder for anyone that is listening or watching along on Twitter or on YouTube, we are doing the space and the podcast at the same time. So if you want to get your questions in or anything, uh, probably head over to the YouTube and you know type the comments in because we won't probably be taking any questions on the Twitter space today and. Obviously, if you haven't already subscribed to the YouTube or anything, make sure you get over there. The Guru's got all of his content coming out this week and uh, all that sort of stuff. So it should be good. But Guru, we'll move on to the final manager, Antonio Conte to Spurs. What an appointment that was by Spurs. You know, he's already banned ketchup and pizza from the training ground, so he must be doing something right. You know, you can't you can't be negative about this appointment, can you? I think it's, it's such a good appointment. It's, it's just such a good appointment. And obviously, after watching the... The Man United Man City game a couple of weeks ago, I think that showed what a great appointment it was because we've stopped Man United getting in. You know they've kept Ollie and just the bounce that Spurs are going to have from uh, from having Conte. Um, you know he's going to change everything there. Obviously he's changing the food, he's changing the diet. Um, he's doing a lot of work with players um, on the training pitch that weren't away in internationals, the likes of Deli Ali and Dombelli. Um, and he's going to completely you know, freshen up the place, I think. Um, you know, he's got a new formation already that he's played in the first two games. And, um, yeah, it's really, really exciting. And, um, you know, he's a world-class manager. Um, and, yeah, it's brilliant. It's just it's just great that we've got, you know, a top manager and you've got Holly Solskjaer still sort of kicking back, you know, doing nothing at United. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing. He's still he's still uh, in charge of a bigger club than Tottenham Hotspur, so I think ultimately that's what it comes down to, doesn't it? And everyone's thankful for that. Everyone is thankful <laughs> for that. Well, we'll see you at, the end of the, see you at the end of the season, won't we, Guru? Where we all finish, won't we? You enjoy that uh, Europa Conference, mate. We'll take it. We we could win it, and United will end up uh, probably winning nothing. I think this season. We'll just have to see, you know. <laughs> if, we if, we finish, if we finish, if we finish above you, yeah, then uh, you're, it won't be much to claim, will it? Yeah, make, make sure you've, you've both got a clip of that and you know you can rub it in one another's face <laughs> at the end of the season no matter how it goes so one of you uh, can at least be happy with that one but um we will move on now you know towards you know the review of the the mini leagues and how they're standing so in terms of the paid league you know it's getting really competitive now i hadn't checked it off the last game week because i saw it took another red arrow and i wasn't best pleased with it but in the top three Jordy wilson still remains at the top with 769 points we've got aaron Wu 
who's a name that I haven't heard of before, so I think he's rocketed up there. You know, maybe he was hanging around the top five or whatever. He's up there in second now on 767 points. And then Donald Breslin sits there in third place. But the manager of the week for game week 11 was one of our own, James Gasden. He, he, his team is called Show Me Demane, and he hauled an incredible 82 points. You know, he gets the $20 cash prize. So, Guru, was he just getting tips off you all week then? Was that how it was going? You know what? It was all himself this time, and he actually called it before uh, before the game week. He said to me, I'm going to win manager of the week this week. He was confident going into it. Um, you know, he had a strong side. You know, he was really confident in the likes of Gallagher, who he already had, um, who, hit, who hit big for him. Um, you know, and he, and he was ready to win it. Um, and he's absolutely buzzing off it. You know, I was out with him on the weekend and he hasn't stopped talking about it since then. Um, you know, we were with a group of mates and we you know, had to tell them we were with uh, royalty at the time because, uh, you know, he was manager of the week. So, um, yeah, well done, James. You've got a massive score, mate. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the superior Gazdan in terms of FPL until his brother, you know, possibly finds himself uh, on his way to a manager of the week. But at the minute, James holds all the bragging rights out of the two. So congratulations to you and um, yeah, enjoy that $20 cash prize. As we say, in terms of the free league, you know, it's even more competitive than the paid league. So many people in there. We've got Tian in first. He's cracked the 800 mark, Jack. That is absolutely insane. 802 points. 11 game weeks in an FPL. That is ridiculous, isn't it? He's in the space for my ad as well, uh, FPL planner at the moment. So he's getting himself a shout out. Uh, there we so go. He's, he's right there. There we go, FPL planner. Yeah, big shout, big shout out, mate. That's an unbelievable score he's got going on um, in there. Obviously, we're going to have to have a bit more of a deeper dive into his, his team history and see what moves he's been making to see how we can catch up there. But uh, listen, every credit, mate, and uh, I think you've probably earned yourself a guest spot anytime soon on, on the pod. Yeah, whenever you're available, get in contact with us, and I would be more than happy to because cracking the 800 mark at this point in the season is absolutely ridiculous. So, you know, hats off to you, and long may it continue. You know, we don't want to curse you by coming on the podcast, but this season we've been fairly good. Most of the guests that we've had on, you know, have remained in that sort of top, top half of our league, and you know, some of them are still sitting in that top three. So, they're doing absolutely brilliant. In terms of the women's league, you know, Maya remains at the top with Karen there in second. Um, and, you know, they're just a little bit behind the 800 mark, sort of 30-odd points shy of it. So they're doing absolutely brilliantly. And as I say, every week, they really should have been getting themselves into this paid league. Um, you know, they definitely would have won themselves some money so far. So definitely one to watch for next season. But, you know, the, the important league is here on screen, boys, because as you can see, I'm in the top three for it. I'm the better manager on the podcast here because... The head-to-head leagues where it's at. It's the funnest league. It's the most enjoyable and it's the one I'm doing best in. So it's definitely uh, the one for me. But Aaron sits there, top of this league on 27 points, only beating me by goal difference. And Pizza Boy sits there in second. He's remaining, you know, his form. He's been absolutely brilliant so far this season. And, you know, I've got to scroll down a, a fair bit to, to reach you, Reedy. You know, the top, the second top out of the podcast crew in this league. Um, you know, what's going on? Well, you know, Elliot, we can't keep up what were you at the moment, mate? Um, flying the flag, uh, you know, batting everyone off that comes your way. So, uh, yeah, we're still trying to catch up to you, mate. Well done for sticking in there. And, you know, I think I'm sat there, what is it, 11th at the moment? Um, well, good few points behind you. So, you know, it's still a long season to go. We've still got plenty more games left, uh, plenty more head heads. Uh, so, we, you know, we'll see how we go. But well done, mate. Well done. Marathon, not a sprint, as we always say. You know, I'm only saying that because I've got to be good at least at least one FPL league this season, so I can take some, you know, some sort of solitude out of this league so far. But you know, in terms of our little podcast mini league and our teams, it's not going too well for me. I sit there in fifth, um, only only in front of Statman Dave there, who does sit there in sixth. And you know, we all know how his start to the season has gone, but he's he's managing to claw his way back now. So you know, we'll sort of go over our teams briefly and how we did go in the last game week. I can't even remember. How I went, I did get above the average. I got 45 points, and obviously the, the Sanchez red card didn't really help um, with too many people's teams. Definitely didn't help mine or Newcastle's week either because he cleaned Wilson up as he was bearing down on goal. And as you can, if you're not watching along, I do have Wilson in my team as well. I got him in, um, you know, as soon as it was announced that Steve Bruce had been sacked, and you know, I'm just waiting for waiting for the manager. As soon as Eddie Howe was announced, I was absolutely delighted. He knows how to manage him. Um, so he should, you know, should get firing under him. He was doing it under Bruce, so there's no reason that he shouldn't be doing it under Eddie Howe. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how people handle Sanchez this week. And I think we'll get onto that 
you know, when we talk about our transfers and our captain shouts, but, you know, it was the, the same culprits doing it again. Trent Alexander-Arnold was absolutely brilliant for Liverpool. Uh, Livermento, you know, helping his owners out. That was that 1-0 win against Aston Villa at home, wasn't it? He was brilliant again. I think he was on for bonus at half-time, but he didn't manage to get any, but he just got the clean sheet points. And, you know, Mohamed Salah managed to get himself an assist in that game. And Rafinha, obviously, with that free kick goal, you know, everyone sort of just left it and it managed to go in against Leicester as well. So that was how I went. Uh, we'll move on to you, Jack. And it has been a while, so you might have to jog your memory, but you had 56 points, which is absolutely brilliant. So, you know, sort of just take us through your team and how it's sitting at the minute. Yeah, listen, I'm obviously really happy with that 56 score. Um, I've made a couple of moves. I did bring some back in that week, um, but it has been it has been a while, like you said. Uh, obviously, everyone in FPL's struggling with these, this striker situation. So, same with me. Huang, Jesus and Vardy didn't do much for me. Um, it's all about the back line. Uh, Chilwell came in for me, but obviously only delivered two because uh, it was it was one all against Burnley, right? Um mm. So, yeah, not too good in that respect. But, yeah, Ben White, Alexander-Arnold and uh, Livermento doing, doing the business for me. And Ramsdale, who's been obviously sensational. Um, it's going to be an interesting one, obviously, this week against uh, Liverpool. I'm probably going to keep him in. I know quite a few people on Twitter that I saw as well um, when we switched him out for Ben Foster uh, that week and he got all them save points. I think he's about to save the penalty that week as well. But it, it was obviously um, unbelievable. So I won't be changing my keeper going into this week. But... Yeah, really happy with the team so far. Uh, Going to wait a couple of weeks now um, to build up my free transfers and then play a little mini wild card uh, once the striker situation, the United uh, swing of fixtures. Uh, obviously, I'm going to be keen to uh, try and jump on them. Hopefully, United are going to have a turn of fortune. Otherwise, uh, yeah, we're bringing in uh, a new manager, I, I suspect. Obviously, not Conte because we didn't want him because um, he's going he's gonna to bankrupt us. Um, yeah, obviously, onto this team. Um, yeah, quite happy with the base of it. I've just got a couple of uh, players hanging on, like the likes of Alan and Long Longstaff, who I will be keen to get out at some point soon. Um, but I've got to wait to build up these transfers. But uh, we'll crack on until then. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, your team's looking in really good stead. And, you know, as I said, we will get onto the transfers and the captaincy in just a minute. Ollie, you got 48 points and, you know, with your five at the back, you know, the old reliable for you. Um, it, it did well for you this week, didn't it? It was it was average, really. It was really average. Um, I mean, obviously Salah went with the whole, you know, the to ten points with the with the five doubles, which wasn't great. We expect more than that. Trent was brilliant. Mark Gay, he's been an inspired pick. No one was going with him when I brought him in. I obviously had it on Damo and, and Quentin's podcast. That I said I was going to go with it, ran with it, and since then it's it's worked out well. So that's been my best transfer in of the season by a mile. Was going with the Palace defender because. No one else was looking at him, and he's done well for me. Sanchez, the, the twelve-point swing with him and Ben Foster was was a shame, um, obviously because Foster saved the penalty, of course, and made about twenty million saves. It seems like um, to keep Arsenal to only one goal, so that was frustrating. That it was only the um, the, the, the the twelve points that I missed out on, uh, and only the negative one for uh, for Sanchez. Otherwise, it's you know an average week. I've I've taken a hit this week. I know we'll get into transfers in a bit, but again, I, I play ruthless. So um, you know, hopefully this week can uh, give me some better fortunes. Playing ruthless with the five at the back doesn't really you know correlate. I don't think, mate. I think that's you know a little bit a little bit different. You know, playing ruthless. Bit, bit contradictory, I think. Yeah. Perhaps, but with transfers, with transfers, I I like to play ruthless. Like. It's it's been one of those ones where I've made a made an FPL mistake uh, holding on to, to a certain player for too long. If people tune into the podcast, then they'll know who that player is. And look, I've I've, met, I've taken a hit. I've, I've played a mini wild card, so um, we'll get onto that in a bit. But yeah, hopefully, hoping for a miles miles better score uh, in game week twelve than game week eleven. Well, that's fair enough, mate. You know, maybe you're turning into the hitman. Maybe you've been inspired by Chris Reed. But as I said, we'll touch on our transfers in just a little bit. And we will move on to your team, Reedy. you got 61 points this week, which is an absolutely brilliant score. That's 19 points above the average. And it's because you had Ben Foster in goal when absolutely nobody else did. Was that an auto sub? It wasn't auto an auto sub. sub. Fair play to you. Yeah. Oh, Begovic, come on. Um... No, it was it wasn't of you know played me wildcard week before. Uh, Foster had to go in because I made a poor decision on my goal goalkeeper choices when I did that wildcard, uh, and didn't really get a backup goalkeeper mate. So uh, 
Ben Foster it was, um, the cycling GK, as we know him. Uh, so, yeah, he, he got a big score against Arsenal there, which I'm sure many thought Arsenal would, uh, would thrash Watford. Uh, it wasn't the case, and Aubameyang fluffed his, uh, his pen- penalty. Uh, but, yeah, look at the team. and I mean, defenders this season, as we all know, they're just they're just popping off, aren't they? The, the likes of Cancelo, Trent, those big assists they're getting, uh, and those uh, those involvements there. And um, Chilwell, not for me that that sort of game week, uh, you know, with Chelsea conceding. Uh, but you know, Salah got an assist. He was my captain. It was difficult to get away from him. Uh, and we were all talking about this perma captain and whatnot. I feel like you'll see now people starting to maybe drop off a little bit on the Salah captain and, and go for that differential. But you know, he was my captain, as I said. Uh, Foden uh, didn't really deliver as such, and Embuemo either. Uh, that front three. Me and Jack don't talk outside of uh, outside of uh, you know the pod and things like that. Honest, but yeah, we've got the same front three in uh, Jesus, Wang, and Vardy who um, who didn't hit or deliver either. So, majority of my points did come from from uh, from Cancelo and Trent, which I was really really happy with. And uh, sixty one, as you say, mate. I, you know, I'm, I'm really pleased with that to keep me going. Yeah, but you know, how how many hits did you end up taking, Reedy? Was there any hits involved in this scoreline? Oh, do you know what, El? You'll be happy to hear. I rolled over, mate. I didn't take any ah, hits. I say I rolled over. I didn't really roll any transfers over, did I? But, uh, you know, um, yeah, well, I, I, I kept the two, didn't I, that I initially said I would, which was the plan all along. And, uh, yeah, I've, uh, I've made some naughty moves, haven't I? I've been a naughty boy and took a hit. So we'll find a bit more, uh, find, find out about that a bit more uh, later on. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get on to that. And, you know, just as there's more people getting into the space now, just a reminder again that this is the podcast, the weekly podcast that we do on YouTube. We're trying it out on the Twitter spaces at the same time now. So if you've got any burning questions, um, make sure you hop over to the YouTube and tune in on there. But if you're in the Twitter space, you're just there to listen, which is absolutely brilliant. So thank you to all of you. And make sure you check out the YouTube all the content that the guru has got coming out this week and his team selection. So guru, we will touch on your team now. You're sitting top of our mini league. Um, obviously, your team's looking quite healthy at the minute, but you know, sort of, how did you? What did you make of your week? Uh, it wasn't the best week uh, for this one, unfortunately. Give it again, Guru. It wasn't the best week uh, for for this one. Um, so, beat the average of forty-two points. I'm happy there, but yeah, there were some underperforming players. Um, you know, Ronaldo had a stinker. Um, Jimenez had a poor game against Palace. Um, Edward actually uh, had a really good game for Palace uh, and was unlucky not to score, but didn't score. Um, Foden obviously hit the post. Um, but the likes of Rafinha and Trent and, uh, and Liveramento pulled through. So um, happy with that. Um, look, beating the average, I'll, I'll take that. But um, yeah, really hoping for a for a bigger week in game week 12. Yeah, well, obviously, you know, if they want to find out on your transfers and everything, it's been move over uh, to, you know, the captaincy and the transfers now. Obviously, Guru, where are they able to find that information? So just head over to the YouTube, FPL underscore addicts, and uh, we've got a team selection that's just been released. So it talks about my lineup and all of my uh, transfers for game week 12. Should be absolutely brilliant. What a watch that would be. So make sure you're viewing that. If not, you know, you're missing out, so that's on you. But um, we will move on to the rest of the panel's transfers and captain picks now. So, Jack, I'll go to you first. In terms of transfers that you think you're going to be making this week, are you rolling over? Yeah, I think I'm going to roll over this week. Um, but, oh, I did make... Sorry, I did make a transfer. So when I was watching the Man United City game, uh, obviously we were horrific. And uh, I just pushed it. Uh, as Pilaquet was in my team... Um, so I've got him out and brought Cancelo in. Uh, so I think I did that at half-time in that Man United-Man City game. <laughs> it was, uh, obviously, we, we were even more shocking against City than we were against Liverpool. Um, I just don't think they were as uh, ruthless with us, to be fair. Um, we could have easily conceded more than more than what we got. Um, so yeah, Cancelo was my transfer for the week. Um, obviously got a bit of FOMO not having him. So that, that kind of... Um, Makes my back line a lot more solid. Uh, and then I'll build up my transfers, as I said, uh, over the next couple of weeks, do a couple of rollovers. Hopefully Vardy can hit. Uh, you know, obviously they've got Chelsea, the Watford and Southampton. And at that point then, uh, obviously I'll be looking at Ronaldo and Kane, but I have got Sonny in there. So that'll probably, that'll probably be my Spurs coverage. Um, and then I don't know what I'm going to do with Jesus as well. Uh, but if he can pick up some form, brilliant. But yeah, Cancel's my one in, uh, one in and one out. 
I think that's what they call as a, a rage transfer, you know, at halftime in the game, as he said, yeah. wanted to get him in quickly, Jack. Was it just to avoid the price rise, do you think? Yeah, because I didn't know what was going to happen in that second half for one. Um, and then I didn't know what was going to happen, obviously, during the international break. Uh, but I think it was, I had to get him in just in case there was any rises and misses and I missed out on any on any cash, uh, lost cash. Um, I don't know if Azpilicueta has gone down as well, so I might have lost a bit there if he's been transferred out a fair bit. Um, but yeah, I think I'm quite happy with that team now. I'm happy going out for the next couple of weeks, pretty strong um, and excited. Excited about Spurs, obviously. I know I'm giving Matt a bit about Conte, but I think with Son in there, I think he's going to be big, isn't he? And I'm just waiting for all this Mbomo, uh, or however you pronounce him at Brentford, to, to do a bit of something. We brought him in on the hype. Brentford have had obviously a bit of a nightmare, aren't they, in terms of you know injuries and stuff. But I'm hoping that he can do something and pick up a few points and, and you know, pay back for my faith that I've put in him. And uh, yeah, the midfield's looking good, defence is looking good, and the strikers will just see what we get. Yeah, absolutely. And the guru has said a little comment there on our little private chat where he reckons Kane is a better shout than Son at the minute. Guru, that is a bold, bold claim. You know, games against Andorra and San Marino, is he going to be able to replicate it again in the Premier League? I think so. Look, maybe not immediately, um, but I think um, in the foreseeable future, we'll start to see more points from Kane. And the reason I'm sort of more Kane over Son at the moment is because I think... Um, Spurs are going to play more attacking football. They're going to start getting some more chances in the box. We're going to get penalties. You know, Kane's not had too many pens this season. So I think, um, you know, we're going to get those extra points with Kane. And I just think, um, yeah, this is going to be his, uh, his time going forward. And I think he's just a, a better option. There's not too many strikers to sort of shout about at the moment. I think it's going to be Harry Kane's time. Yeah, you know, obviously, as we said, the, the fixture swing of Man United with Ronaldo is definitely one to watch as well. But, you know, Harry Kane, you couldn't ignore what he was doing with England, so he's definitely, definitely one to keep your eye on. And you know, I'm sure the guru shared his thoughts on him and his, his team selection. So you've got to get over there and doing that if you haven't already. But Ollie, what are you doing for the week, mate? What are your transfers? You said you're going to play aggressive, so I'm excited to hear what you've done. Yeah, speaking of that man, Harry Kane, he's in my team for this week. So I share the Kane over Son, um, thinking really because I've gone with him myself. Uh, he's one of three transfers I'm going to make. Two of them are in the forward line. So Harry Kane has finally come in for Romelu Lukaku. I was going to hold on to him, but I thought he was back in this week. It looks like he's another couple of weeks away, so I didn't want to wait. Uh, your man Callum Wilson, Elliot, is in the team. Uh, he's come in for Jamie Vardy, uh, which has given me enough money to then go from Damari Gray to Diogo Jota. So with the Liverpool transfers, uh, Liverpool transfers, Liverpool injuries, uh, with, with Mane, um, and Firmino, um, Jota probably is the, the heir apparent, probably the second focal point behind Salah. So I'm happy with those three transfers. Um, obviously, I said I'm playing aggressive. I'm getting all the, the hype players in this week. Um, and I'm going to captain Harry Kane. I'm saying that right now. Uh, I'm going to move away from the perma-captain on Salah. It's going on Kane. Leeds at home. I think he's in for, for a haul. Wow. I always try and make fun of your transfers, mate, but I can't really think of anything to, to you know, poke you with for those three. I think they're three brilliant transfers. Um, you know, you're very reliant on Harry Kane, but, you know, we've seen what he did under Mourinho. Um, you know, he's definitely going to be finding his form back now, I think. And, you know, Callum Wilson as well. It is risky, you know, two teams with two new managers, but the Yotta shout's brilliant as well. You know, he might even be playing in that, that centre-forward role for Liverpool now because, you know, Firmino isn't isn't fit. We don't think, and Mane obviously picked up that knock as well. So it's going to be an interesting one. But, you know, you've got a lot of reliance on those new managers, mate. So it's fingers crossed that it works for you. But I think they're three absolutely brilliant transfers that you've gone with there. You know, what, what was the sort of thinking behind Callum Wilson? Was it that Eddie Howe, you know, he knows who, how he is. He knows how to manage him. Is that, is that your thought process? Well, basically, I had two players that I thought I was going to get rid of because I needed to save the money to go from um, Gray to Jota. So it was either going to be Antonio Rudiger in defence or Vardy up top. And I found that when I got rid of Rudiger, I had 3.4 or 3.6 in the bank. Um, so I didn't have enough to bring anyone in. So I thought I could get rid of Vardy. Fixtures aren't great. And I thought the best player out of the lot was, was Wilson to bring in. Obviously, worked with Eddie Howe before at Bournemouth. The best player probably at Newcastle when he's fully fit. Better than Sam Axelman for me. Uh, goal threat and, and under Eddie Howe. Like I said, he's worked with him before. Um, so I think he was the real good option. Um, and I think he'll score this weekend against Brentford and propel Newcastle to their first win. 
Well, we can all sit there and hope and dream, mate. Guru, we do have a question for you from the live comments over on YouTube. Max Watson asks, should he get Reese James in for this week? Uh, look, he's a man on form for Chelsea. And I think if he doesn't have any other Chelsea defenders, then, um, you know, why not get, get Reese James in? I think he's, uh, you know, it's a great shout. Um, he's doing well. He's getting forward. He's getting goals. He's getting assists. And Chelsea got a great defence. So, um, yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's on absolute fire at the minute for Chelsea. So I think, you know, I agree with what the guru is saying. I think he's a really, really good shout. So, Reedy, we'll move on to your transfers now. You know, what have you done? Have you, have you taken hits? You know, five, six transfers this week. Is that what it's going to be? Minus 12 for me, mate. Minus... No, 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 no. Come on, let's let's be sensible. The most I'll ever take is a, is a minus eight, which is what I have done. Uh, you know, with those two two free transfers that I rolled over um, after the international break there. So I've made a few changes. I can see Ollie's desperate to obviously uh, catch up to me there in the little podcast league. Uh, he's a few points behind me, so he'll be happy with hearing that because he'll probably jump jump uh, ahead of me straight away. Um, but yeah, so for me, my changes, I've brought in Conor Gallagher. Um, I've also brought in Son. Um, I've also brought in Gaita or Guaita um, for Palace, and I've also brought in Brozier. Now, three of those are good. Uh, the other one, Brozier, looks injured, doesn't he? So, you know, make that what you will, make that what you will. But that was more a case of just to just to move the money about a little bit. Um, you know, he's a five million asset. He's going to sit on the bench. Um, but I'm really excited by those uh, those moves I've made, the, the, the Palace ones, and I think the Son move as well. There's been a lot of noise there with the, with the Kane and the Son situation. You know, do we bring him in this game week and things like that? Uh, the, the Spurs fixtures are great. Um, it's just about them delivering on the pitch now and seeing what Conte can do with them. And I think Son is someone that definitely uh, ticks that box for me. So, yeah, they're my three moves and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm really excited about this game week and hopefully those three can do the business for me. Yeah, absolutely. And Ollie, I think you said you've got to shoot off now. You've got other places to be. Um, so I'll let you, you hop in and say your goodbyes now, mate. Yeah, I might be able to stay listening in the space possibly or, or even or even in the space. I'm not too sure, but I'm going to have to at least head off the, off the, off the YouTube. So, uh, so best of luck to anyone out there if I don't actually stay on the space and uh, hope it all goes well for you. And good to have you back out. Good to have you. Good to be back, mate. Um, lovely transfer. So, you know, best of luck with your week as well, mate. Cheers, pal. Well, Reedy, that, that's pretty much a new team that you've gone with there, isn't it? Four transfers this week, one of which is injured. You know, was it a pretty was it four reactive transfers for you? Did you did you not think to wait until after the international break or you didn't bring Brozier in knowing he was injured, did you? No, no, certainly not. And I didn't wait. Uh, I didn't. I didn't waste any time either. You know, in bringing these transfers in, I wanted to to get that done. And it's been justified by the lack of price rises over this international break. Uh, to be honest, it's only just happened. I think potentially with a couple of players there, maybe Gallagher might be one of them, uh, rising up by 0.1 million and so and so. You know, so it was a good decision, definitely in my in my opinion, and it kind of does set me up moving forward with a lot of the great fixtures. We all know, we've all said that it's not where the forwards are at at present. We have got you know Ronaldo with a good fixture, we've got Kane with a set of good fixtures, and we've also got Lukaku to come back. So these big strikers or big assets might start firing. They might might start hitting again. Uh, but for me, I wanted to focus more on bulking that midfield up and um, and, and keeping that good, strong sort of defence that I've got at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's pretty smart, pretty smart thing to do. So, you know, some really nice transfers from you there as well. And for me, I hate to be boring. I think I am going to be back on the podcast today. I think I am going to be rolling over once again. Um, I think I need sure. you know, to stack up sure. a couple of transfers. <laughs> I need to stack off a couple of transfers, get some stuff done. Wouldn't have done. any other way, Elliot. Wouldn't have any other way. <laughs> That's when you know you're back. Um, yeah, I just don't, don't really see too much I can do with just one transfer this week. Um, I'm fairly happy with how the team's looking. As long as Livermento is passed as fit, um, should be all right. But, you know, if he even if he isn't going to play this week, I think I will just take it. And you know, I'm not going to move on from Livermento in any way, shape or form because he's been absolutely brilliant so far this season. Um, so I think, yeah, that's going to be it in terms of transfers for me, rollover. If not, I think maybe Marcel might be the one to go, but 
you know, I want those two transfers so I can maybe upgrade Marcel to a, a Regulon or an Emerson at the minute because I'm liking the way Spurs are looking. And, you know, if Regulon's playing in that left wing back, you know, it just gives him that, that license to attack a little bit more um, and show us what he can do further up the pitch. So I'm going to be a huge fan of that one, I think. So I think that's what it's going to be for me in terms of my transfers. But for captains this week, lads, I know who I'm going with. Jack, we'll start with you. Who have you decided on? Yeah, so I've got I've got the armband on Salah, which is probably no surprise to a lot. Um, I mean, I do have the option with Son, um, who I was tempted for, and I may do last last minute, but Salah for now, just in case I forget. Uh, so I'm just going to leave that on there. Um, but then if I do get this a bit of a, an inkling, Son's got a decent record in his last, I think his last five, he scored two against Leeds. I think it is. The guru might be able to correct me on that one, but uh, not his last, sorry, his last two games against them. Um so, yeah, he's looking, looking good against them. He's a good option. He's done well for me in the past with the armband on. He can handle the pressure. Uh, so, we'll just have to see. But, yeah, uh, Salah for now, Son on a potential. I think I think you've read my mind, Jack, because that's exactly what I was thinking as well. It's sat, sat on Salah at the minute and brought in Son last week. So, you know, if I do sort of get the... Get the feeling that Salah, you know, maybe isn't going to do what he's going to do. Well, we all know what happened last time he did that. I didn't captain him when he scored that hat-trick against Man United. So I probably won't switch to Son this week. I think it will stay on Salah. But, you know, the option is always there, which is quite nice to have, isn't it, Jack? You know, if you don't want to go with Salah, maybe you want to try something a little bit different. Um, you know, Son against Leeds is definitely a good shot as well, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. And obviously, he's a bit of, he is a premium midfielder in there as well. So... He's in there for a reason, plays as a forward. We know how many goals he can score. Obviously, we're looking for this bounce on the Conte with Spurs. It's time for them to kick on now. Um, and you feel against Leeds, obviously, well, very, you know, obviously, Leeds being a very such an expansive team, very attacking. You see Spurs do get a result there, and who's going to be scoring there? Hopefully, it's, it's going to be some for the returns. Uh, obviously, not Kane for now. Um, he, can, he can set them up, I don't mind that, but not getting the goals as long as it's sunny. Um, so yeah, very tempting, mate. So yeah, it could be. I might have to give you a call tomorrow, mate, and just see where you're at. And uh, one of us, one of us, go for it. Um, it could be like a bit of that def- differential as well, because that one against Arsenal has been great. Ramsdale has been a rock for us Ars- uh, for Arsenal. So if he's coming out and saving all these shots from from Salah, and he's he's not getting past him, well, yeah, he could, he could, he's very tempting. So I'll be interested to see if anyone else is thinking that as well, aside from me and you. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one to see how it goes. Obviously, as you said, Ramsdale has been so good for Arsenal. Got his first England cap uh, for the senior team as well. So he's full of confidence at the minute. He's playing well. So it's going to be interesting. And, you know, Arsenal, despite their, their rubbish starts this season, you know, those first sort of three games and stuff, they have turned it around. They're looking a lot better defensively now. So it's going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, how they sort of handle Liverpool, you know, with their, their injuries. But Reedy, for you, is it going to be, is it going to be Salah as well? Oh, I really don't know. The the great fixtures this weekend. Uh, there's some really good ones. Uh, the ones that do stick out are those Man City, uh, the, the Man City Everton game, and the Spurs Leeds game. Um, Liverpool Arsenal. See, similar to the Leicester Chelsea one. Um, I, I, I can see people not really captaining um, many many of those sort of players, the likes of Salah, Jota, things like that. Uh, same for Chelsea. You know, some people have even over the recent couple of weeks gone with their uh, Chelsea defenders as captain, which has been, you know, been a great pick and has paid off. But something about the Salah form at the minute, I think he's sort of dipping a little bit. Um, and I've got the likes of Son in there. I've got Foden in there who are, who are kind of taking my fancy a bit, especially with that Everton fixture for City. It could really, really be a thrashing, uh, especially the way, the way Everton have been playing. Um, it just depends what City turns up. I, I, I can't imagine Everton going to uh, the Etihad um, like Palace did and sort of putting on a big, big display. So that phone and one is sort of, sort of ten. You've got some good bit. options there, Reedy, haven't you? Mm. You've got some good, good options there for captain, captain choices. Would you, options, would you, would you, would you, would you consider captain, you know, uh, and I mean. Do you think he's, he's at risk of getting dropped or and put a vice-captain on Salah just in case sort of thing? Or 
I don't think so, no, because uh, Foden, Foden only played 45 minutes for England, I believe, in the uh, in the last game against San Marino. So I think he'll be uh, he'll be fresh and, and stuff. And they've not really had two difficult games, England, have they? So unless there's any injury concerns, which I'm sure we'll find out on the uh, the press conferences, the update and things like that. I know City have got some big fixtures coming up, especially in the Champions League and stuff. But, you know, Foden... He's, what is he, 19? Is he 20? You know, he's a fit, athletic young lad who should be able to get 90 he's, minutes. He's in, a freak you know. is what he is, mate. Yeah, he's a, he's a top player, top player. So, you know, he's one of those that could probably play a handful of fixtures that are quite close together. So, I do expect him to play. Uh, I do expect him to start against Everton. And I think, yeah, I, just, I don't know. I just don't know if Liverpool or, or um, Salah's going to have a huge game like he did against Man United. Let's be honest, Arsenal have been better than Man United. Sorry about that, Jack, but uh, that's just the way it is. <laughs> you know, um, Salah's really, really, If we know anything about you, mate, is that obviously because you take so many hits, I think you're you could you're a candidate for putting the captain's armband on forward and mate. You are definitely one of it. You're a bit risky like that, and I'd uh, yeah, I'd be keen to see you. you You've got to, the the problem is is that this this game we we've got boys is with Foden you know he's not got a high ownership as such um you know his effective ownership and all that sort of stuff um you've just got to look at where you are in the rankings and you know it depends who's got Foden around you so if you do captain him is it going to benefit you much yeah, probably not massively you know if people do captain Son or do captain Salah around you and they do hit big which they're capable of. You, know, you are going to suffer, so it is. It is a risk. Um, you know, similar to where people bring in Jota, uh, which I think is a great move. It makes sense. Uh, you know, in regards to him getting minutes for Liverpool with Firmino out, you, people could captain him as well um, and get a decent return. You just never know. But um, that's what it's about. I think coming into this 10, 10 fixture run at the moment, which is going to be, you know, it's going to be um, heavy. Uh, it's going to be brilliant, really. Though from an FPL aspect, there's going to be a lot. A lot more calls being made um, with these fixtures being close together in terms of who people want to bring in as a differential. So either your captain has to, you have to try and get that right, um, maybe pick a differential, um, or you have to bring the right man in, obviously, to do the job when you're making them transfers. So yeah, Foden is in my thoughts, very much so, but uh, I don't know. I don't think it's going to matter much in terms of... um, you know, in terms of who's got what players, because I think a lot of fancy managers at the moment have got Foden, they've got Salah, they've got potentially Son as well. So we will see. It's a difficult choice, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that, that is Reedy's life story. You know, just wanted to see who was captain, but he has given us his life story. He's, he's previewed all his team. They're all, they're all options to be captain this week. So, uh, you know, he's definitely got an abundance of, of those captain shouts. So, you know, You'd love to be ready at the minute. All those, all those players that he's just listed there are all fair shouts to have, you know, as their captain. So uh, it's definitely going to be an interesting one. But they are our captains and our transfers for the week. So now, if we move on to the guru section of the podcast, it's nice to be back saying that, Matt. You know, you've got your your ones to watch, your captains, and your three teams to back for this week. So take it away with your ones to watch, mate. Oh, nice one, Elliot. It's good to have you back on the pod. Um, you know, it's been a while. It looks like your uh, your barn it's grown quite a lot as well since the last pod. So uh, yeah, looking uh, looking different, mate. But um, yeah, let's starting off with the uh, the ones to watch and the differentials under ten percent earning for this week. My first one's going to be Ollie Watkins. He's obviously playing under a new manager in Stephen Gerrard. He's two point three percent owned, and he's got Brighton at home. Obviously, don't have Sanchez this week because he's suspended. So I think he's a really really good. Option for, um, for Aston Villa and as a differential. My second one is going to be one from your team, Elliot. It's going to be Callum Wilson. He's only 2.4% owned currently. Um, he's got two goals in his last four. And I think uh, with Eddie Howe in charge and home to Bright, uh, home to Brentford, I think he's a uh, really good um, option for this week. Obviously, he's gone up in price today as well to 7.4 million. So he's obviously on quite a few people's radars. And then my last differential under the 10% owned is Alex McCarthy for Southampton, uh, the second highest point scoring goalkeeper. He's really gone under the radar this season. He's got bonus points in his last two and he's only 4.5% owned with Norwich away this week. 
I think, you know, there's some brilliant shouts in there, the likes of Callum Wilson, Alex McCarthy. You know, we got nine points last week, I think, for Southampton. So, you know, he's you know saving a lot of shots at the minute, doing really well for Southampton. So, you know, it's going to be an interesting one to see how he goes. And then Ollie Watkins as well, obviously, you know, that new manager bounce could be interesting to see how it goes. So they're definitely some good ones to watch for this week. And, you know, even if you're not going to be getting them in for this week, definitely three to keep your eye on there. But, you know, your captain picks for this week, Guru, which three have you gone with? Salah's my number one this week at home to Arsenal. Um, you know, the amount of saves Ramsdale's made recently, um, you know, a goalkeeper should not be making that many, you know, unreal saves game in, game out. And I think if there's one man to stop that run, it's going to be Salah. You know, I can see a couple of goals from him in this fixture. So he's my he's my number one captain. He's going to be the captain in my own personal team. Um, you want to try someone a bit different. I think uh, Cristiano Ronaldo away to Watford's not a bad option. Um, you know, they're the sort of teams he... He scores numbers of goals against. I think Ronaldo's not a bad option. And the, the last one, um, I think Harry Kane at home to Leeds. Off the back of a uh, couple of hat-tricks for England, I think um, he's probably the next sort of best one. But they're my, my top three. Yeah, and I think some three really good shouts there. I'm interested to see who your Kerbal captain for the week is, Guru. So who have you gone with? You know what? I'm going to go with uh, Cancelo for uh, Manchester City at home to Everton. Not been impressed with with Everton in recent weeks. I thought they were lucky to get the uh, the nil nil draw against Tottenham last time out. Um, they had a few uh, bad results before. Um, he got fourteen points against United, so I think Cancelo for something a bit different. You know, if you want to really just try someone else other than the, the Salah, then I think he's a really good shout. He's been on fire, so um, has to be Cancelo. Yeah, he's been absolutely brilliant for Man City this season. He's really shown why they paid the money for him. You know, a couple of seasons late, but doing it now uh, for FPL nonetheless and for Man City. So, you know, your three teams to back for this week, Guru, which three have you gone with? You know, I'll back Southampton away at Norwich. I know, I know Norwich have got the new manager bounce, um, but Saints have been brilliant uh, in recent weeks. So I think I'll back them. Um, I'm going to back Man United. I know I've given uh, Solskjaer and Jack a little bit of stick on the uh, on the pod today, but um, you know, these are the sort of games I think United have still got enough quality to win. Um, I've not actually been too impressed with Watford over recent weeks after. So I'll back Man United. I think they'll have too much quality. Um, I don't think it'll be easy, but I, I still think they'll score a couple of goals um, and there'll be some fantasy points for managers. And then my last one is going to be Man City at home to Everton. Um, I think City will win that one comfortably. Um, they've got a big squad, lots of options. Um, and I think they'll wrap that one up nice and early, ready for the Champions League game against PSG in the week. Yeah, you know, obviously that does look like the, the bigger fixture. So it'll be interesting to see how Pep handles his players on the weekend against Everton, um, you know, because they obviously still do need to qualify for the Champions League. So it's going to be an interesting one. A lot of people might fall victim to Pep Roulette this week, but obviously they know the dangers of playing with those Man City assets. So it's going to be an interesting one. That will bring us to the end of the podcast today. If you're on the spaces, you're more than welcome to stay. I think these three, Jack, the Guru and Reedy, will stick around for a little bit. And, you know, if you've got any questions, we'll get people on the mic. I will have to shoot off, but they will be here, you know, for anything. Um, just a quick thanks to our sponsor, Bonus Bank, for supporting us and the community this season, just before we wrap up. If you haven't already, make sure you check out their details in the caption below on how to take advantage of Bookie's promotions is a free setup and you can also receive a 25% discount off your first premium month with our discount code. We thank you all for listening and watching. That wraps up the podcast. As I said, if you want to stay on the space, you're more than welcome to. I will shoot off now. May all your FPL dreams come true in game week 12. Take care. Stay safe. Bye for now. <laughs>